AM850KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and of course, wherever you get your podcasts, just search out KFUO Radio. It's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd in Arnold, Missouri. Good afternoon, Pastor Worth. Good afternoon, Gary. What's on your mind for today? Well, you know, yesterday, that would be Monday, December 21st, was the day in which the Church celebrates the Festival of St. Thomas, the Apostle. And so that got me thinking, as I was thinking about what to talk about today, about the matter of doubt and unbelief and how Christ is the one who strengthens our faith through His Word. And also how that relates to creation and the whole subject of the creation versus evolution debate. So that's kind of where I'm headed with it today. So maybe let's start with Thomas, and then we can bring it back to uh, things today. So uh, many people, uh, when they think of Thomas, think of him as doubting Thomas. And that's particularly because in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, where the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ appears to his disciples on Easter evening, Thomas wasn't there at that time, when they see the Lord and eat with him and touch him. And so when they say to Thomas, we've seen the Lord, he says, I won't believe it unless I see it with my own eyes, unless I can put my fingers where the nails were and stick my hand into his side, I will not believe. And so then a week later, you know, the disciples are again gathered together in the room with their doors locked, and Jesus once again appears in their midst and says, peace be with you. And then he specifically says to Thomas, see my hands and see my side, stop doubting and believe. And Thomas then falls down and worships Jesus and says, my Lord and my God. And uh, we're comforted by that. It's particularly, Jesus goes on to say, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And then, of course, John goes on to say many other miraculous signs Jesus did that are not recorded in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you might have life in his name. So what an important uh, account of Scripture that is for us, and something that we take to heart today. There are lots of people struggle with doubts. Uh, how do you know the Bible is true? How do you know Jesus really rose from the dead? Um, and a lot of the doubts that happen go back to, again, not understanding the Bible, thinking that the miracles are just fabricated and it's all a bunch of fairy tales. And I, I think particularly today, uh, young people in a, such a secularized world, their faith is assaulted again and again as people make fun of Christianity and, and Bible-believing Christians. And so I think it's important that we realize that as the Church and as parents and as grandparents, we want to provide a firm foundation for our young people. We want to uh, encourage their questions and not be afraid of their questions and realize there are answers. First of all, answers in God's Word, the Bible. That's the number one thing. The Bible is true. You don't have to be afraid of questions people have, and you can find good answers. There are many, many good resources, good commentaries provided by Concordia Publishing House and other sources. And uh, answers for questions like, what about creation versus evolution? And Answers in Genesis is a great resource there for lots of answers in that regard, too. Um, in the Bible tells us, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, that sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense, give an answer to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, but do it with meekness and fear. And so we want to do it with respect and with meekness as we answer people, 
and provide a defense for the Christian faith. So again, the answers, number one, are in God's Word, the Bible. We have to realize, as we approach the Christian apologetic task, and apologetics means defense, so the defense of the Christian faith, the defense of the Bible, the defense of the teachings of the Bible, we do that not because we're going to argue people into faith. You know, with Martin Luther confess, I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. And so we realize faith is a miracle that God works through his word. Faith comes by hearing that word of Christ. And at the same time, when people have honest questions, we want to be able to answer them. First of all, from the Bible, so we want to know the Bible well and study it accurately. But also, uh, science and history and archaeology can also shed light on some of the questions people might have about the historicity of the Bible. Is the Bible true? Did creation happen as the Bible says? Did the flood of Noah's day really take place? Uh, How can we be sure that Jesus rose from the dead? And all these kinds of questions that people have, have answers in the Bible, and then also when we look at the world that God gave us and see the evidence that God leaves us in, uh, in the world, in history, and so forth. All these things, I think, are then helpful to help people address their, uh, their doubts and their fears and so that God can demolish the attacks that the devil and the sinful world level against Christians. Have you ever had any questions as a child, or do you know young people that maybe do have questions? Yeah, all the time. Hopefully you find it helpful when a pastor engages with you to talk about those questions and to lead you to those resources in the Bible, in good Bible-believing resources and Bible-affirming resources like good commentaries. And again, the answers in Genesis materials often provide those kinds of answers, particularly when you're dealing with questions of creation, the flood, evolution versus creation and this kind of thing. And I think people really need that. And going back to the story of Thomas, you realize Jesus overwhelmed his doubts and overcame his unbelief so that he realized that Jesus really did rise from the dead. His body was there alive. The same body that was nailed to the cross was alive, and he could put his finger where the nail marks were, and he could put his hand into Jesus' side, and he fell down and worshiped him as true God and true Lord. And ultimately, that's our goal, too, that everybody that we talk to, everyone that we witness to about Christ, have their doubts and their fears overwhelmed by the truth that is found in Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to the Father. And especially in this holy season, you know, we affirm that he's true God as well as true man, that he was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered and died on the cross to take away our sins, and rose from the dead, that we could have that free gift of everlasting life. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we conclude this segment? I would be glad to do so, and I'm going to use a hymn verse from Lutheran Service Book number 517, the the sixth stanza that deals with uh, St. Thomas. All praise, O Lord, for Thomas, whose short-lived doubtings prove your perfect twofold nature, the fullness of your love. To all who live with questions, a steadfast faith afford, and grant us grace to know you, true man, yet God and Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Worth. We have a 12 Days of Christmas special coming up, and we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Blessed Christmas to you. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO, KFUO.org.